Hello everybody, welcome back to Not Another Isekai. I'm Tyler, and we're talking about anime, as always. Um, yeah, this week, man, listen. We're still plagued by delays. Um, checking again, I feel like it's like a fool's errand to check, but yeah, man, still some delayed episodes. This week, though, we have an extra little wrench in the machine um buddy daddy's got a recap episode <laughs> so nothing there nothing there um didn't watch it it was all recap um i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later but uh we did get to kind of make up for some, maybe some of the delays and stuff um not not really but in our hearts that's how we can feel um we got attack and titan attack and titan aired uh, I didn't know how it was airing. I didn't realize that it was going to be two-hour specials. It's very strange. I feel like, like I thought it was going to be a full season, and then it just kind of dropped. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I imagine the next one we're getting next week, but we'll talk about that at the end. And uh, yeah, some good stuff. So here we go. Okay. Uh, starting off as always, My Hero Academia Season 6, Episode 22. Um, yeah. Yeah, this, this was a pretty good one. Um, this was, uh, this was heavily focused. I mean, I feel like they're all kind of focused on Midoriya, but, um, you know, you know, this one was really showing more and more of, like, what this has done to him and, like, him, like, the journey from, like, Season 1 and, like, him being this dude who always wanted to be a hero and you know obviously didn't have a quirk and then him meeting all might as hero giving him a quirk from all might and all that all that stuff and then from him to be now where he's like you know we'll talk about it a little bit later but how he like doesn't he's not under all Might's shadow anymore like he is a true wielder now like you know you know i feel like at this point we can we can call midori like his own person he's not chasing all might anymore and there's even a great line where where all might's like um you know he's like thinking about midoriya and how like midoriya doesn't look back at him anymore for like approval or for like hey am i doing this or you know what do you think he doesn't really do that anymore which is which is awesome because that's really the the more like classic journey of a shonen protagonist is like oh they're learning they're learning and learning and then finally they're their own person and then they're the one that's teaching. They're the one that people are looking up to. Um, but we do get more of the sort of like villain side of things, even from All for One, where he says that people who don't fit in are ostracized. Uh, I, I really like that line because this whole season, we've we, we seen it you know, previously in the, in the show, but this season more so is really focusing on the villain side and really trying to get us to empathize with them. I don't think we are, I don't think we can all the way, but I do kind of get what he's trying to say, whereas like, you know, if you don't fit in this perfect little system, then you're an outcast, and then that could definitely drive you to hating the system, and maybe, you know, maybe not becoming all for one, <laughs> but, you know, definitely becoming one of those people that could get picked up and could join someone like the, you know, the, the League of Villains, right? Um, so I, 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 I get what he's saying. Um, then the message blew up, right? They barely got out of it. That was like such a, a funny moment to me because it blew up, like the whole mansion blew up and whatever. And then 
it just cut <laughs> to like I think it was Endeavor who was talking like a voiceover and he was like we just barely got out of the way of the explosion and it's like okay that was that was a very cheap way of explaining like how how, how did they get out like you know like it, it clearly blew up I don't know um and then we're talking more and more about the state of affairs with death arms resigning uh you know even 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 someone as him who this is all he wanted and he was always you know he had so much grit right i think i think that's what they say and he even resigned because he was like you know and and it was great because it was it really was a uh you know somewhat of a mirror of our real life when we have like celebrities right or you know or just people who have any sort of fame right um how he was like one boo can overshadow 10 cheers and you know we we hear about people who have some sort of fame talking about that all the time how it's like you know you can have a million compliments but that that one person that one person that just wants to be negative that's the one you'll focus on for some reason um and then that's kind of leading to endeavor's explanation of why we don't tell everyone why you know why the public isn't quite ready for the truth about Midoriya, All Might, All for One, or One for All. Um, because, like, you know, some people are resigning, some people are leaking information. Maybe they're not doing it, you know, maliciously, but it happens, right? Um, and just, yeah, they, you know, they can't really afford to tell the world. I mean, neither side. They are kind of in this, like, stalemate when it comes to that bit of information. Because if the good guys tell the world about One for All, then that could kind of ruin everything, right? Like, you know, they could scare the villains into going into hiding um uh you know it just it just wouldn't really work out and then even the other side like all for one if all for one were to say anything then they know that the the heroes would all mobilize immediately and be like all right well there's no point in in trying to just tiptoe around this or trying to be strategic like all the cards are on the table we're gonna go and they know that there are more heroes still even though everyone's resigning there's still more heroes and villains and all for one doesn't really want to play that game at least yet um yeah so not quite like a like a cold war because <laughs> they are both making moves on each side but um i don't think either one of them really wants to give up that information right now and then uh what do we have uh yeah and then we have the whole midoriya stuff that i mentioned um you know midoriya says that all might doesn't have to follow him anymore and I think partly that's great because, like I said, you know, I think Midoriya is growing as a person over these past six seasons. And, uh, you know, he is he's really becoming one of the true wielders of the one for all quirk. Uh, but I think it also has to do with his own, you know, there and, and the episode, just, you know, just gets better and better when it comes to this topic of just Midoriya and how he chooses to be a hero and how he doesn't want one for all to follow him you know you know he doesn't want one for all to be attached in any ways more than he already is because he knows that um he knows that all for one is after him right and so i mean i mean that's the only reason why he left ua is because he was like i don't want to be attached i don't i don't want to be there physically i don't want you guys to be caught up in all this i just want you guys to you know you know just kind of do what you do um so that you don't have the worst of the worst <laughs> coming after you the same way they're coming after me. Um, but then, even with that evolution, there is also the the kind of self-consumption <laughs> that, that Midoriya has going on here, where 
he's so caught up in trying to be this hero and be like this one-man army that um that he doesn't realize how crazy he looks um you know, I remember when this first started a few episodes ago compared to Batman, right? Because, you know, because Batman is the one-man army, right? That's that's kind of what he is. Um, he does everything by himself in the shadows, all that. But he's not, he's looking a little crazy. I mean, his suit looking a little rag, raggedy, you know? Um, he's very, like, he's injured. <laughs> Lots of wounds all over him. They're not healing properly because he's not giving them time to... He is exhausted, so he's not moving. You know, you're just like with, with the eyeball test. You just look at him, and it's like, there's, 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 there's something going on with this guy. There's something wrong. And so he shows up to the scene. He saves people, but people are not, they don't feel safe around him, you know? And I feel like that is a difference between him and All Might, where Midori is trying to adopt that All Might, um, that All Might way of thinking, but... He's doing it, but he's not, he's forgetting about the, the, the perception of All Might, where it's like, he is trying to save everyone, he's trying to be everywhere all at once, um, you know, saving every single person in danger, which is what All Might would want to do, but All Might was also this, like, shining beacon, like, when you looked at him, you immediately felt safe, felt safe, and Midoriya right now, not that way, Midoriya kind of looks like a villain, <laughs> he's kind of looking crazy you know, and also with the state of affairs, with no moves and everything, like, you know, there are even people spreading rumors about him, it's like, he has multiple quirks, like, doesn't, doesn't all for one have multiple quirks, is he working for all for one, is he a no move, like, I, I just think that Midoriya has to step outside of himself and realize that, and he hasn't yet, um, and then when he's getting jumped by all the dictators, little puppets, uh, Bakugo, and everyone else, all of his friends, I mean, I mean you know, we see Baku go first, but all of his friends come in to save the day. Um, we have a nice little flashback with all the students, and Baku has a great argument where he says, he tells Endeavor that Midori and All Might cannot be left alone together because they approach things the same way, and if their way is not working, if their way is not the best way, neither one of them are going to tell the other one that. Because, you know, because they both have the same mentality when it comes to things like this. They need other people there to break them up. They need other people there to be like, hey, but what about this? Um, and, that, and, and that was great. Like, you know, I just love that where this, this whole relationship between Midori and All Might is kind of the show. It's kind of the anchor for the show. And for us to be at a point where we're like, those two cannot be together. You know, like they, they can't because they're just going to feed each other. Um... Yeah, all of Class A is here to help Midori capture the dictator, and they're basically protecting him from himself. It's kind of where the episode ends, and I, and I love it, because everyone's there, and it's kind of like a, get out of my way, friends, and his friends are like, make us. Because again, Midoriya has some real serious tunnel vision, and he has to realize that you are going to kill yourself trying to save everyone alone. You need people to help you. Like, you already shed all of us. You tried to for the select group of people. And then even those guys are starting to shed. Like, All Might. You know, you're just like, hey, All Might, you're done. You know? And, like, even when, when, when Endeavor called him and was like, hey, you know, we're going to call for some uh, international heroes. You know, you got you to gotta rest. You know, you know, we can't have you burning out this early. 
And Midori's just like, I'm fine, and hung up on him. You know, it's just like, he's truly trying to do this all by himself, but he can't. Like, he's, he's very powerful. You know, you know, Midori has very, re- turned into one of the more powerful heroes in the entire show. He has a lot of quirks. He's definitely learning how to use them and learning how to combine them, that sort of thing. But, you know, like, if <laughs> if his friends didn't just show up right there, what would have happened to Midoriya, you know? Like, like, he was out of it. And even now, like, at full power, like, full rest, just got a sick, you know, 12 hours of rest, you know, healthy, eating food, all that good stuff. He would be a formidable foe for the entirety of Class A, you know, because he is, he is pretty good. But I like right now, I don't. Pff, there's no way Midoriya is going. Like if if they actually fight, and again, you know, they're not fighting to death or anything like that. But if they do actually like battle right now, which I think they're going to, there is no way Midoriya is getting past all of them. There's absolutely no way. No way at all. But yeah, this this was a great episode. Um, Again, I, I just like almost the deterioration of Midoriya and like how his heart is in the right place, but his head is not. And I think this is, to, to, to end the episode this way with all of Class A being there and being like, try and get past us. I think that is the the knock to the head that Midoriya needs, um, especially with only a couple episodes left in the season. You know, I would love it if that happens and his friends talk, you know, beat some sense into him. And then they're all in it together for maybe the final battle. I don't really know if there's going to be a final battle. Again, there's only like three episodes left. So I don't really know how much they're going to get through. Or if it's going to be more set up for like a crazy next season. Not really sure. But yeah. Next we got Blue Lock episode 21. This was good. This, This was more of the match obviously and we didn't we didn't finish the match but we're we're getting there next episode we'll definitely finish it and then we have two episodes left i believe so we'll see what what, what, what that is like what the two episodes left are going to be um but yeah this was more of rin and isagi being on the same playing field and then rin kind of turning it up and then isagi turning it up and again i'm just kind of going back and forth um <clears throat> we see that Rin is a puppet master of everyone, everyone on the field. But the interesting part is Baru cannot be controlled, right? He never he never could. And so and so I, I really do love that Baru was kind of the wild card. He was the missing piece to upping Isagi's team, especially against someone like Rin, because Rin um Rin looks at everything logically and Rin has, you know, he keeps talking about like Rin having a playbook. It's like, yeah, because Rin, <laughs> Rin is like the ultimate soccer player when it comes to the, the strategy of it all. You know, he was kind of the better version of Isagi. <clears throat> and so for Baru to be there, it's like, Baru doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> Baru does whatever Baru wants. And so, you know, that's, that, that was just a great idea to have him be the one like, hey, just, just kind of do some stuff. <laughs> And then Rin won't even, you know, Rin won't even, he won't be able to catch up. He won't be able to anticipate how you're going to um, bounce off of everyone else. Because that, that was the whole thing, right? Where, you know, Isagi and Shigeru, we kind of knew how they were going to interact together. You know, we knew how Nagi was going to interact with both of them and what, what his thought process was going to be. But Baru is the one where it's like, Baru will steal from his own teammate. 
in order to score, you know, like he doesn't care, <clears throat> you know, so there's no, there's no rationality to the decisions that he makes. So Rin can't really, it is a lot harder for him to, to predict what, what he's going to do. <clears throat> and, um, so yeah, you know, he's able to get them up. So that, that was great. It doesn't last super long though, because then they, you know, the other team starts getting desperate, right? But I do like how the show keeps kind of upping the ante when it comes to stuff like that, where it's like, oh no, we're in a corner. What are we going to do? And then you forget, oh yeah, Baru's here. Baru has not really been utilized too much in this match. This is why. Um, yeah, and then we're going through. And what, what, one question I had, one thing I didn't understand was that there was a point in the match where they were able to get a three versus one on Bakura. Where Chigri was after him, and then Isigi came up and was kind of floating, and then uh, Baru came out at the end and was able to steal the ball. And I was like, when that happened, I was like, okay, that was cool. That was very smart with by Isigi's part to kind of you know uh, put all the pieces in, in 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 play there. But I was thinking like, what is everyone else doing? You know, like what, what was it? What, you know, because we kind of knew what Rin was doing. You know, Rin wasn't. I mean. I guess they're on the attack, right? So Rin isn't supposed to follow Isuki. It's supposed to be the other way around, right? Like, uh, Toku, Tokumitsu? Tokumitsu isn't supposed to follow Baru. It's the other way around. But still, it's like... Bakura really dropped the ball on that one, in, in my opinion. It's like, if you're getting double-teamed, he's looking for Rin. Okay, we get it. But then Isuki fell back. But then it's like, you get triple-teamed? It's like, I don't know, man. I don't think anyone runs that fast. <laughs> where, where Baru can... I don't know. I feel like either, I don't know, like his other teammates too, like Rin couldn't have been like, hey, <laughs> you're about to get triple teamed, pass it, you know, something like that, I don't know. Um, and then we get to the point where, again, they are like back to back, things like 4v4 at this point, or, four, you know, 4, no, 3, 4 on 3, I don't know. And, um, no, no, so it's 3 on 3, I don't know, it doesn't matter, it's not important. Uh, Bakura realizes he's finally playing with the monsters that he was searching for his whole life, but they're leaving him behind. Like, it's great that he's found these people, and that's his, like, lifelong quest when it comes to soccer, but now he realizes that they're both better than him, like, Rin and Isuki both play at a higher level than he does, so they're not be so, like, he's playing with them physically, but he's not really playing with them. Like, he just happens to be on the same field as them. And so, you know, it also kind of ends with some weird thing at the end where he's like, why do I play soccer? Like, kind of went back into that. I imagine next episode, we're going to see him level up a little bit, um, you know, to kind of match the the monsters that he always wants to play with. But, uh, yeah. And then uh, at the very end, uh, Tokimitsu earned the free kick and Rin scored on it, saying that Isagi was, you know, you know, Isagi was wavering between whether Rin was going to shoot or pass. And Rin was just like, it was never an either or situation. I was gonna, I was gonna score. I was gonna shoot to score the whole time, you know. And so again, you're just kind of getting in his head and how like Rin seems to still be kind of one step ahead of Isagi, um, you know, even with the whole play to go back and forth with Tokimitsu, where it's like, hey, there's another player that you're not really taking into account, um, you know. And I found the strategy first, <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah. Again, them just adding more characters where it's like, all these people have been on the field the whole time. And we've seen Tokimitsu strong-arm Baru. But we haven't really seen him do anything more than that. And it's like, 
you know, even the conversation he had with Chiguri about stamina and about how like, you know, you know Chiguri's kind of it's kind of running on empty a little bit, you know. We are we are towards the end of the match, so that's to be expected. You know, it's not you know, it's not still two to two, you know, it's like, oh, we still have over the half the match to left. <laughs> over over half the half the match left to play. You should not be running on empty. No, we're 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 at the end, so that makes sense. But then for that to immediately be uh you know, juxtaposed by Tokimitsu, who has unlimited stamina apparently, it's like, oh yeah, there's there's the problem on our team, and they have an up on their team. They have an advantage with that on their team. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it really just players versus players at this point. <laughs> you know, it's just someone that something happens, and the other team has an answer, and then they have an answer, and they have an answer. Um, right now, it's four on three, or it's four two three. So, Isagi's team in trouble, in, in, in a little bit of trouble again. This is final predictions. This final predictions time again i've talked about the last few episodes about how i feel like this is going to go how i feel like it has to end it obviously only ends one of two ways isagi's team wins or rin's team wins i feel like isagi's team has to win i've said this before isagi's team has to win because that is the only isagi's the main character isagi has to go on he has to learn some new tricks he's already been learning a bunch of stuff his team has to level up whatever right that's the only thing that makes sense, because the other thing, you know, and then and after that, that doesn't really matter, right? Like, again, I don't, I don't know if they have to play a five-on-five. Five. I don't think they do. Um, at that point, it's just, I, you, you need to pick somebody. I imagine he's going to pick Bakura, because if, you know, why wouldn't he? That's, that's the whole point. Um, those people don't make sense, and then maybe he could pick Rin. I don't know. But in terms of just, you get to pick one more person, and the five people get to win, and they go on to the next selection, right? Like, they're done with these little games, these little, you know, elimination games, moving on to the third selection or whatever, right? You're going to pick Bakker because Bakker's his friend, right? But if Izuki's team loses, the only way for Izuki to continue in the game is either we see him bounce back, and now he's on a 3v3, and now he's going to tr- crawl back from where he already was before. Win a game, go to 4-4, four and four, then win a game, and five team wins, right? There's not enough episodes in the season for that, though. <laughs> And also, the other one would be him losing and then them picking Isagi. But it's like, that, again, I've already, I've already said this, but that just feels like such a lame ending. To be like, Isagi's the main character, and the only reason he makes it to the end, to the next, you know, third selection, is because the team that he lost to picked him up. That, that, that just seems like, like whack, <laughs> you know? <coughs> So, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I put my money on Isagi's team wins. I don't know how, um, because now if Rin's team scores one more time, they win. So Isagi's team has, has to score two goals. And I don't know how. <clears throat> you know, it seems like they can still use Baru, but I don't know. Maybe like, you know, because I feel like everyone's already done amazing things. I feel like Isagi himself, you know, I feel like that's kind of what they're building to is Isagi himself has to win this game you know like jiggery's done some amazing things nagi did something crazy at the very beginning um you know bar was picking up steam right now but isagi still has an on his own beat rin you know you know so i feel like and again him being the main character it just it just makes sense for him to be the one to win the game and not like him directly win the game not him coming up with a plan and you know putting someone else in the position to score the winning goal 
<clears throat> next we got Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten Episode 9. Um, yeah. Yeah, th this was a nice one. Um, this was just more nice stuff <laughs> that they do together. You, you, you know, they're kind of up in the ante a little bit with the things that they do together and like where they're doing them. Um, and then we have a nice little bit of a bit of a Katawaki uh, learning, <laughs> you know, a little bit of an intrusion by him. So that's, that's always fun. Um, but yeah, it's just, just some you know good times. This is all the show is and I love it. Um, you know, then want to go to a cat cafe and let me tell you, I felt like an idiot <laughs> when I was watching this. Cause I was like, you know, you know, cause he was all like embarrassed about it. And I, I don't know, I guess maybe I just wasn't paying a hundred percent attention. You know, maybe it was super clear, but I just missed it or whatever. But he's like cat cafe. And I was like, and him saying those words and then him being like embarrassed about it. Like, Oh, it'd be weird for us to go, whatever. I thought it was like, it was like a maid cafe. Or like a like a bunny one the little like bunny ones too that's like the ears or whatever i thought it was something like that where it's like oh it's like a cafe where there's girls and they dress up as like cats i guess like that's like the ears and whatever i thought that's why he was like embarrassed about suggesting that because i was like oh yeah that would definitely be like a like a an uncomfortable suggestion to make to be like oh i've always wanted to go to that and maybe you want to come with me but no it was an actual like it was actually a cat cafe right like the ones where it's a cafe and there's a bunch of cats everywhere and you can like pet them and hang out and all that stuff when that, <laughs> I just, when that was revealed i was like oh no yeah, that makes more sense actually because I, I i don't think mahiru would want to say yes to the first thing <laughs> you know you know i think she would be way too embarrassed i also think amine would be way too embarrassed to suggest something like that uh, but yeah, um, we have the, the Amine golden ticket come back around where, where my hero is like, no, 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 I'll, I'll use my ticket. I, I want you to come with me to this thing. Like, no, you're not going to be embarrassed about, no, we're, we're going to do this. Um, <clears throat> um, we have a whole scene where my hero gets super embarrassed because, um, because Amine fell asleep, <laughs> fell asleep next to her. And she was like, yeah, we pranked you. <laughs> and it was just something super innocent where she was like, yeah, I was, I was like, like pinching your cheeks a whole lot. <laughs> and Amine was like, is that, is that a prank? Does that count as a prank? Like, I don't, I don't really think it does. Yeah. So that was, that was cute. Um, and then, um, yeah, then at the cat cafe, it was really cool. Some good stuff there. We got some cats. Always a good time. Um, Amine took a picture of her with a little, like, milk coffee thing, mustache. That was funny. Um, we have a great moment where they're at, uh, like, the mall or something, department store or something, and they're going around doing stuff, I don't know, like, buying stuff or whatever, and, um, Amine's, like, uh, Amine is by himself, and Mahiru went to go do something. I, I forget. I don't know if she went to, like, the bathroom or something. I don't know. And so he's just kind of chilling by himself, you know, just waiting for her. And these other two girls approach him, and they're like, Hey, you, you're by yourself. You know, you're waiting for someone. You know, what's, what's what are you doing, you know? And Amine's, you know, in a very weird position where he's, you know, he's like, Oh, I, you know, he doesn't really know how to respond to him, right? He's like, Oh, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of here. I, you know. And they're like, Hey, why don't you, you know, you want to 
want to hang out or something. I don't know. They, they like, you know, make a proposition, right? And then Mahiru comes out of nowhere and she grabs his arm and she's like, oh yeah, he's actually, he's actually waiting on me. You know, hey, Amine, let's, you know, let's, let's go, you know? And she's like, oh, bye, you know? And it's so funny because like, she, she was jealous. She was absolutely jealous of them. And then, you know, you can see where, you know, she's still like stalking off with him. And Amine looks over and Mahiru has this like, this like, uh, this, like pouty face on, you know, cause she's like, oh, you, you know, cause you, <laughs> you can tell that she was like, oh, you, other girls talking to him, approaching him, you know? So that, so that was funny, you know? Um, and then, uh, and then we have the whole Karawaki stuff, um, how he clearly found out he, he actually walked up on them on their little date and he was super understanding, you know, su super cool guy. They were just like, Hey, can you not like, uh, not tell anyone? And he's like, yeah, got you. No worries. And then later on when he was with, uh, Itsuki and Amine himself, he started asking a bunch of questions and making a lot of sense, making a lot of sense. <laughs> Basically everyone around him knows what's going on, except for Amine and Mahiru who just refuse to just take the leap you know, um, and it can, you know, cause he's, you know, he's even like, well, you know, she wouldn't, you know, she wouldn't really just be with you every day <laughs> if she, if she wasn't interested in you. Like, that's a very weird thing. And I feel like, you know, you can still be friends, right? Like you know, friendship is still a thing, but I totally get what he's saying. Right. Um, and then at the very end, we have Amine needed to check those photos that Mahiro sent by his mom. Um, cause yeah, he's like super embarrassed of like, my mom's sending new photos of me. Um, and they have a, a very intimate moment that didn't really go anywhere, but it could have. Um, and so, yeah, again, it's just, again, the show just puts them in these positions and then nothing ever really happens, but it's because they keep kind of teasing us with that. And again, only three episodes left. So I imagine, you know, I'm going to mention it every episode until it happens or doesn't, but it's like. At some point, I feel like they have to have an honest conversation with each other, you know, because even this episode upped it, you know, where like they legitimately went. I mean, have, have they done anything like this before? Like where they've gone outside of their own home together? I don't know, because they actually went out and they like went to a cafe. It was like it was it was literally a date, you know, they went there, they went to the mall, like. They are getting higher and higher and that like they're like going up the steps of, of, of the relationship, you know, it's like at some point <laughs> something has to happen, you know, but anyway, uh, next we have the ice guy and his cool female colleague episode nine. Um, let's see here. This was cool. Um, I don't feel like did a whole lot happen. This one. Not a whole lot. I feel like there was some progress made in this episode. I don't feel like too much happened, though. Um, let's see. Uh, we have... A, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Not, not not really too much happened this episode. I mean, they were... Uh, they have this cool little virtual uh, Christmas party. No, it's not Christmas. New Year's? I don't know. Something like that. Um, a, a nice little party there. A nice little virtual ones. We have Komori, Saijima, Himuro, Fuyutsuki, Otonashi, and Katari. Uh, they're all together, drinking on a nice little uh, Skype, Zoom, <laughs> you know, that, that, that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, they're just just really chilling. Not, not really too much happening. Um, we have a nice moment where Fuyutsuki realizes that she's wearing her high school track pants. And so they have her like name stitched on them. And she realizes that 
when she stood up to go get her cat because, you know, uh, Komori wanted to see her cat, uh, Nyamuro, that the camera obviously showed their, her name on the pants and she was super embarrassed about it. <laughs> I, just thought, I just thought that was funny. Um, and um, let's see, in the whole New Year thing, you know, Himuro had a dream about extra worse luck. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was so funny because... Um, he, yeah, you know, because he was like, he, he was like pitching, you know, picking the, the fortunes or whatever. And he got like, like bad luck, right? It's like, oh, no, okay, that, that sucks. Well, you know, you know, what if we pick again? Which I don't know if you're allowed to just pick again. <laughs> I don't know if that's like the rules, but whatever. He picked and it was like, worst luck. <laughs> and at that point, it gets weird. It's like, is there a worst luck fortune? I don't think there is, but he got it. And, you know, in, when you're in a dream, anything makes sense you know and then he picked again and it was extra worse luck <laughs> it's just like okay that's not a real thing but again in a dream like your whole world is crashing down you're like extra worse luck you don't know you know um and then they're at the shrine and everything we have a nice moment where he caught uh he caught Fuyutsuki from tripping that was a nice little moment there um and then we end it with uh, something outside of the Himuro and, and, and Fuyutsuki relationship where Saijima got Komori, you know, a nice little charm, you know? He was like, oh, I'll just get this for you, you know? I didn't expect you to be here, you know, because she was, she was spending time with her parents, right? And so he's like, oh, I was just going to, you know, bring it back to you. I didn't expect this to be, like, your family shrine, like, where you're at, you know? And so, and so she's like, oh, yeah, give, give me the charm. I love it. I want it, you know? And it was nice, you know? Again, I think that is one thing that makes this show... Um, you know, kind of like fills it out a little bit where it's not just focusing on Fuyutsuki and Himuro, even though it could, and I still think, you know, it'd be, it'd be really good for what it's trying to be, but it does also have the, uh, the Komori and Saijima relationship on the side, which is also very nice. And then in a much more distant <laughs> distance, um, we have Otonashi and, and, and Kateri, you know, you know, which we see every so often. Um... But yeah, again, you know, I, I do like the little, you know, nice little moments. I mentioned a couple of them, but of just Himuro and Fuyutsuki, something happening, and it's like, oh, yeah. And then you even have Komori from, like, the distance, like, with their binoculars looking over and, like, so proud of them. And so, like, oh, yes, Himuro and Fuyutsuki, they're, they're, they're getting closer. It's awesome. You know, I'm, I'm rooting for them. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just great. Again, I just... I just love how much, how, like, wholesome this show is. And again, you know, I always compare this one to the Angel show. One, because they're back-to-back, -back, so it's very easy. But also because they're both very similar in the sense that they're just nice shows. There's no real conflict. It's just kind of, like, nice people having fun together, you know? Um, and so I really like this one because of how, of how wholesome it is and how, like, they're more adults. So it's not, like, the weird, like, high school, like crush sort of stuff it, it is like adult and it's like you know you know, just kind of approach situations differently um and i was just like everyone's just kind of rooting for each other you know so it's great um and next we have the magical revolution of the reincarnated princess and the genius young lady episode nine uh yeah this was the this was this the, the back half to the crazy episode last week when everyone was like oh this show is real um, you know, it's, you know, it's not just the, the, uh, what was it, Yuri, Yaoi, 
which one's girls, which one's guys? It's Yaoi and Yuri. I don't know which one. Um, it's not just that between Annis and you feeling. No, this is a real show. <laughs> um, and so we have uh, Annis cutting off Algard's arm, but he has regeneration, right? That, that was a big thing where it's like, oh, yeah, right. Apparently, vampire regeneration is a thing. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. Is that is that like a thing in typical uh, vampire lore that they can regenerate? I know that they like, don't they like live forever? They're like immortal. But immortal doesn't mean regeneration, though. I mean, regeneration probably helps with living longer, right? Uh, but yeah, so we have that. And, and, and that just goes to show how, like, how serious they are fighting, at least in the very beginning. I mean, they get more serious towards the end, but how does, like, oh, no, we are going, like, I mean, and to Annis's uh, credit, it's like, you started it. You, <laughs> you shot my maid. And then you ripped, you basically just ripped the heart out of, 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 of one of my new friends, you know, like you, you can't just do that, you know, um, so they're fighting and just, just great action sequences right here. Uh, we got the icicle rain, but it didn't stand a chance against the dragon. Um, we're using like dragon abilities to just fire away all the rain, uh, icicle rain though. Pretty cool. Pretty cool move. It's like a little, little, uh, AOE type, you know, type, type attack. That's cool. Um, but weird thing, that made me a little uncomfortable. Where it was, uh, it was Ilya gave Lainey some blood. I was like, oh, I didn't like this. Was that was that, was that, was that the best method? You know. And and then we get back into what you know what a lot of people think this show is, and it's like, oh yeah, look at uh, giving each other blood. And then she did recover, but um, some foreshadowing that immediately got uh, brought up five seconds later, which was Lainey being like, oh, even if I regenerate, I still feel the pain. You know, like it doesn't take away the pain, you know, you know, I can still feel that I still have to recover physically from the pain of everything and just like mentally too, because right, like, you know, you know, isn't, isn't pain completely mental where it's like pain is the brain's way of being like, hey, say something is wrong, <laughs> you know, like, you know, because there is, you know, isn't there is, there's some like rare disease or uh, disorder or whatever, I don't know, I don't know what it would be classified as. Um, where people are born without the ability to feel pain, which, like, in a sense, like, you know, to, like, a kid, a kid hearing that would be like, oh, that's awesome, it's like a superpower, but then an adult would be like, no, <laughs> because, again, pain is the, is the brain's way of saying that something is wrong, you know, some, you are physically in danger somewhere, you know, so, like, uh, you know, I, I remember learning about this, and, uh, in school or something, and they met, I, I, I don't know why it was brought up, but, um, the example that was given was, like, if you touch a hot stove, like, if your hand touches, like, you know, the, the hot stove, <laughs> um, your brain immediately tells you, hey, that's hot, that hurts, take your hand away from there, and so that's, that's how you know, right, if you couldn't feel pain, then you would just be putting your hand there, you, you might, you might feel the warmth, I guess, but, but you wouldn't feel that it hurts, but then that could cause, you know, that could cause your hand to just have some crazy serious burns on it, like your, your hand would literally be getting hurt, you know, like there's like, you know, you know there'd be an injury, there'd be getting injured, and you wouldn't know it because your brain doesn't have <laughs> the ability to tell you like, hey, this is happening, you are, you are currently getting injured, um, so yeah, anyway, that was a, that was a tangent, um, and then, uh, Annis was about to, 
Anus was about to murder Algard. Like, you know, because the fight kept going up and up and up. It kept ramping up. You know, to the point where Anis was like, nah, this is over. And Anis was about to... She was she was a she was a millisecond away from delivering that the 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 killing blow, and then Yuffie tackled her, and was like, "No, stop!" And she started getting hysterical on her, and she she was making some great points, you know, where it was like, "What are you doing? Like, you guys are siblings. Like, what like, what good is it gonna do for you guys to kill each other? Like, nothing. Like, are you are you a fool? <laughs> I think she calls her a fool, <laughs> which was funny." Um, but yeah, it's, it's so true where it's like, there are other ways to, to fix this. You know, obviously Algard, way out of pocket <laughs> for his actions, but you killing each other isn't going to fix it. It's not going to be like, oh yes, everything is resolved. You know, that's, that's, that's not how this is going to work. So again, Yuffie being there, you know, Yuffie really being her like right hand man, right? Where it's like, hey, I'm, I'm, it. Yuffie being here to like anchor Annis and all of her craziness. I mean, you know, not only this, you know, you know, this is a very extreme version of something that that you know she's there to anchor. But even just the other stuff, right? Like her going crazy with the experiments, or you know, going out to fight the dragon, right? Like that, that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, I love that being her role, right? Um, and we have some flashback, and we sort of see why Annis and Algard, well why they're estranged, you know, why more so from Algard's end, why, you know, he, he sort of resents Annis, and, you know, we see that Annis, uh, renounced her claim to the throne because there was a rumor that she tried to kill Algard out of jealousy, <clears throat> and so people sort of started to spread these nasty rumors about her, um, and so she just renounced, she was like, I don't, I don't want the throne, I don't want it, when, 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 when she was a kid, she was like, I don't want it, I don't want nothing to do with it. And then, you know, you know, you know, to just kind of put that at ease and be like, nope, I wasn't out of jealousy. I don't hate Algard. I love him. I don't, I don't want to steal anything from him. He can have it. I don't even want anything. And so that was her way of being like, okay, now, you know, now we can go back to being siblings and doing stuff together and hanging out, whatever. But that didn't really work because then the resentment started to build and it was like, well, Annis should really be queen. Um, but... You know, you know, it's almost like Algard felt like he was getting the throne just out of like necessity, out of like, well, there's no one else. It's just me. Annis refuses it, so the, you know they're just giving it to me because they have no one else to give it to. Even though Algard won't necessarily make a bad king. I mean, I feel like this whole, all these feelings, you know, kind of bubbling up to today, <laughs> didn't really set a good example. You know, you know, I feel like he could have chosen a different path here, but. Um, that was just kind of it, you know, you know, especially looking at Annis, where it's like, Annis is so great, you know, he always felt like he was in Annis' shadow, and so for him to get the throne this way, or for him to be on that path, because, you know, Annis basically handing it to him, uh, you know, I, I totally understand why he felt this way, again, I don't think he should have went this extreme, but, you know, you can kind of see things from his perspective, even if you don't fully agree with it, um, and then, yeah, and then it basically ends, um, you know, Algard succumbs to his injuries. Again, he regenerates, but the pain is there. You know, you know, even Laney was like, how can Algard even stand on his two feet right now? It doesn't make any sense. Um, and so, you know, you know that, that ends. They kind of have somewhat of an understanding. Um, and then we have the epilogue of the, of the episode, basically, where, um, you know, they're punished for the vampire stuff. Um, Annis and Ilya are bedridden. 
they're both not doing well their their injuries um you know because yuffie was fine and laney could regenerate so Ilya and anis are not doing well but they're you know they're fine they're just not doing well um and then lady and yuffie go to see uh algard before he's taken to it was like the the borderlands or something i don't know he's I don't know if he's going to like prison or if he's just being exiled or something like that. I don't, I don't quite remember, but he's definitely being punished for everything he did. And, uh, you know, no like super hard feelings, you know, cause again, everyone kind of came to an understanding, you know, you know, even Lainey says that she'll never forgive him, but it's like, you know, sort of just like the, the like obligation of the, those feelings. Um, and then we have a great moment where Algard, you know, asked them to please take care of his sister and even to Yuffie specifically, where it's like, oh, yes, you know, so we have more of that, so, um, it's good, it's good, man, you know, it's, it's great, because the whole Algard stuff, I felt like, was brewing the whole season, um, which is, like, his, you know, whenever he would pop up, and, I mean, even the very beginning, where he, you know, left Yuffie for Lainey, and how it felt like whenever he, Annis was mentioned, he always had that sort of, like, look in his eyes, right, like, I want to take out the dragon, oh, Annis is already on his way, on her way, <laughs> um, it is interesting how these next few episodes will play out, though, because a lot of the shows I've talked about so far, um, you know, they're like one, they're like single core shows, right? We're not talking about My Hero or Blue Lock at this point. Um, a lot of just like slice of life stuff. And so with that, it's like, eh, I could see how it ends, but it doesn't really have to have like this huge ending necessarily because it's just kind of slice of lifey, right? This one is one where it's like, we got three episodes left. I feel like that was like the big climax we still have three episodes left like if there's like one episode left you know i could see them having just kind of like a wind down maybe some like um some like threads to be like hey what about a second season but with this it's like i wonder what they'll do i wonder how they'll end it because they have to recover um you know maybe it's like cleaning up some stuff from the uh was what was there like like a like group call or whatever who like hated to hate anis and the magicology stuff you know you, you, maybe they still have to clean up stuff with them maybe um that's really the only other points of conflict i can think of you know because they're the ones who were like digging up the dirt on like vampires to be like oh they should be punished for their vampire actions you're not allowed to do that so maybe they still have to do that with them i imagine that's probably my best guess you know because three whole episodes is a lot so Next, we have Buddy Daddies, uh, or we don't, because like I already mentioned, episode 8.5 is the one that dropped, and it's a recap episode. Um, you know, sad stuff, you know, none of us ever like a recap episode, <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I can't really be totally mad at them, because no one wants to do a recap episode. I mean, even the studio, <laughs> the animators, everyone, no one wants to do a recap episode, but you know, you imagine there, you know, whenever a recap episode happens, it's usually because something happened at the studio where maybe like a whole COVID thing happened and, you know, they, they were, they're behind schedule and so they need an extra week or something like that, you know, um, you know, it's, it's usually what happens when they need more time or when something, when, you know, something maybe somewhat serious happens within the studio that, you know, they need an extra week to 
get you know get get back on track so sad stuff for the fans just from a pure consumer standpoint because it's like oh no we want another episode but um you know we're always we always want to you know want to be uh cognizant of the health and safety physical mental all that stuff of the people making these shows that we consume so um a little upset because this is one of my favorite shows of the season but you know if they just need more time with it um they need an extra week because something happened perfectly okay with that but next we have vinland saga season two episode eight um let's see what was this one uh this was a little bit more information about thorfinn um and then the probably like the the, the like big er climax of the slaves you know thorfinn anar versus uh the retainers right so some of the more information about Thorfinn, right? Einar hears the words father, ask a lad, you know, that sort of thing when Thorfinn's dreaming. So, you know, we have a lot more uh, sort of like a recap of Thorfinn's life, which we already knew, but then he's telling Einar about it, which is nice. You know, it's nice that he finally opens up about it. And, you know, you know, Einar has this great line where he's like, well, you know, if you're, if you're still dreaming about it, it doesn't sound like you're over it yet, you know, because... You know, there's still dreaming about it. There's still some part of you that's that's like gnawing at you, and you know, Thorfinn. You know, we can see Thorfinn agrees about that, agrees with that, where he's like, yeah, there is. You know, I feel like there's something missing. I feel like there's something I'm missing, some crucial piece to this story that I'm not I'm not remembering. You know, so sounds like some very obvious foreshadowing. <laughs> and again, I'm always here. I've been saying this for the last eight episodes. I want to know what happened after that day when Asgard was killed and Thorfinn was dragged away I want to know what happened I want to know how he became a slave um and then uh, and then and then on top of that we have a great thing where where Thorfinn's basically saying that he he survived his whole life he survived purely on hatred but now he's empty because now it's like and we saw that with the whole first season where it's like the only reason he was living is to duel properly duel and kill Askeladd and then it ends up with Askeladd being killed by somebody else and now it's like my life has no purpose why why am I even still alive and we've seen that sentiment from him plainly in this season <laughs> he's like why do I continue to live <laughs> and it's not funny but it's funny you know um but now he's empty now it's like I don't I don't know why I do anything anymore so again, very, very clear foreshadowing. I feel like we're going to get another, another purpose, hopefully. Maybe that is the end of this episode. Uh, because we have someone destroying their wheat. Very clearly retainers. That sucks. It's just like, ah, oh, it's that thing where this, you know, the show does just such a good job of making you hate the right people. It's just like, oh, we hate the retainers more than anything. Even the very beginning where they were like, oh, here's your food. And it was like a bite of bread and like two bites of cheese. And it's like, you ate our food and it's just like listen we get it because it because it, it is also you know the whole relationship where it's like well we love thorfinn and you know you know i feel like me personally i've kind of grown on anar where at the beginning it was like you know they were trying really hard to make us care about anar with having his whole his whole family killed but then even after that like i was like i don't really care about anar too much i mean he's cool but like it was last like, a few episodes i feel like they've really grown on us you know um um I forget where I was going with that. 
destroyed the wheat. We hate them. Hate the retainers. Yeah, yeah, because like even from the very beginning, it was just like, oh yeah, so they are slaves, right? You know, I feel like something that Anar had a lot of trouble coming to, you know, coming to terms with, where it's like, you're not really entitled to fairness, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, like you are owned by other people; they can do whatever they want. Um, not saying slavery is right, <laughs> but that is the relationship, and so like. From their perspective, they don't care. You know, they should. They should care. Because um, we're all people. But they don't see you that way. So we hate them. <laughs> it's funny because the, the actual owner, we don't really hate. You know, I feel like, you know, I feel like Kettle, especially after last episode, we're like, Kettle seems like a good dude. You know, for the most part. So, um,. And then, uh, yeah, that's the episode. No, so we have uh, we have another realization. Arnheit does not have a deal like them. Kettle's taking a liking to her, so it's like, oh, that's kind of a weird situation. I don't know how I feel about that. And then we have the end. The end of all ends where they meet the retainers and before, and they just keep egging them on, right? They're like, play dumb. And they're like, oh, well, even if you grew the wheat, it would be disgusting and it would be polluted because it was it was made by slaves. It's just like What? And then, you know, Anar can't take it anymore. Thorfinn's trying to hold him back. Anar goes to punch him, but Thorfinn is just you know, super quick. Thorfinn punches the man instead and breaks his jaw. Like you see the punch and like the way action is done in this show. Uh it's done by Mappa, right? I think it's done by Mappa this show is so brutal with the violence where it's like it's not just a punch you know you know i feel like a, a good example is tokyo avengers which we'll talk about a little later but tokyo avengers has a lot of violence um and 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 they do a really good job of showing violence too but they don't go that extra step that i feel like villain saga does where like you really feel like the crunch <laughs> when someone gets punched in the face um, and even this one, like the aftermath where you see the dude's face and it's like, oh my God, I think he broke his jaw. <laughs> you can see like his face all like twisted and stuff, you know, like other shows don't really do that. Right. You know, like they just get punched. They might lose a tooth. And then you see like the like red hash marks on like their cheek and it's like, oh, they're hurt, you know, but like, you know, villains like it goes be uh, above and beyond with that stuff. Um, and then they're basically brawling, right? Like, we don't see the end to the brawl, um, but they're they're fighting. And on one hand, it's like, yes, love it. Love this. Kill them. Retainers suck. You know, we hate them. Thorfinn finally getting some action, right? You know, because Thor, I mean, Thorfinn could take out all these dudes in about 35 seconds if he wanted to, you know? Um, but he doesn't. He doesn't want to. Again, like the whole, the, the like nightmares of his past are, are hitting him. And we see it in this where he's getting flashes. But then on the other side of it, it's like, oh no, but there's slaves. Like there, there's going to be consequences for this. It doesn't matter how much damage they do now. I mean, they would have to like, <laughs> unless they fight these dudes, unless they kill these dudes somehow and they like run away, like there's going to be some severe consequences and I don't, I don't really know how to feel about that. Again, this, there's not nine episodes in the season. 
you know, next episode is not the series finale. So, like, is Thorfinn's head going to get chopped off? Probably not. Probably not, you know? But it's like, I don't know what it's going to be like. It's going to be bad. Like, I don't think, I mean, we've, we already know about restraint from, like, Kettle's End. But it's like, y'all are slaves. Y'all are fighting them. Like, I don't know. I just really don't know. It's it. Uh, they're definitely gonna get punished, but ah oh man, it sucks. You know, it is. It's a really tough situation. You know, I don't know. We'll see though. You know, we'll see. I mean, again, Thorfinn's pretty much down. You know, Anar is gonna get overpowered, so they're they're definitely gonna lose this fight. Um, the retainers are gonna want to kill them, so I feel like there's gonna be something that has someone has to come by to stop them. Um. You know, maybe, maybe Snake, you know, maybe Kettle will somehow drop by, you know, Spherical. Really the only people I can think of. So, we'll see. Uh, next, we have the Misfit Demon King Academy, uh, Season 2. Unfortunately, this show is still delayed. Um, you know, I'll keep bringing it up every week just because I don't want to forget about it. I don't want you all to forget about it. We are going to finish it. So, still delayed. When episode comes out, we'll watch it. Next we have Don't Told Me Miss Nagatoro, Season 2, Episode 9. Uh, yeah, this is more of the whole judo stuff. Um, pretty much the end, I believe, to the whole judo arc. Uh, yeah, so I love this episode because, again, it is more of like a two-parter, which we don't get too often. Um, but also, it's more of just like Nagatoro and Senpai, like, I don't know, like, rooting for each other, which is always nice. You know, again, I talked about this last episode where it's like, all like the weird teasing and you know cat and mouse stuff is fun you know it is kind of the 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 meat of the show but whenever they can legitimately root for each other and compliment each other and you know help each other out that's that's nice you know that's like the heart of the show um um so yeah we have the whole struggle with orihara uh with nagatora we have a nice backstory where nagatora was always better than her orihara just worked harder and harder and harder until she beat her beat her once and then that just destroyed Nagatoro because all all she could see is never beating her again that's tough that was a that was a big mental blow so um but senpai we have the again bigging each other up senpai being like no you're strong too um so and then we have this nice little wager where it's like okay i'll do my hardest i'll fight my hardest against orihara if you win a match and that's like oh <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to agree to that, but um, we we have the match where Senpai fights this other dude, and it's it's great because we can see that this dude is physically superior to this man, right? You know, Senpai is this this little twig, right? And we're fighting, and and the the progression of the match is so fun to watch because. He's getting destroyed for the most part. He's getting toyed with. And we finally get the, the the moment where he's getting pinned. It is like a flashback to when they were when he was training with Nagatoro. And you know, he was like, I can't get off you, you're you're just too heavy. And Nagatoro was like, You just call me heavy? <laughs> she's like, I weigh less than you, what do you mean? And she's like, It's not it's not about weight, it's not about strength, it's about technique. And we kinda get a flash to that. 
and we're here now and it's like yeah he is much bigger than you but it's about technique like he's just trying to overpower you with brute strength but his technique really isn't there and so senpai is able to break free of the pin because he, he just knows how again judo i feel like more than anything is about momentum so if you can use your opponent's momentum against them you're, you're gonna dominate and i love that you know because it is with nagatoro's training it is with her help she's cheering him on um and then even at the very end, you know, we, you know, this dude is not, I love that they didn't make this dude like this like meathead who, um, who would like, like resent this guy and like be mad at this guy and like be irrational and be like, oh, you thought you could beat me, blah, 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 you know, like, oh, like, no, like he, he stepped up and he like congratulated and like he congratulated Senpai and like shook his hand and everything. I was like, yeah, that's that's that sportsmanship right there you know because like it i mean he he wasn't really good at judo he was just big that's that's all it was but again they didn't make him some like weird like villain where it was like oh yeah you you thought you could beat me you'd be weakling like i i let you get out of my pen or whatever you know you know him just like flapping his gums to senpai because like another show would have done that and then it would have you know been like oh man like you know we would have just like had like a weird moment but no he was like hey that was that was a, that was a good match you know like like genuine sportsmanship is always nice to see um and then we have the flip where now we have nagatoro and orihara um she's not doing well she's keep, you know keeping up with her but not she's definitely losing um and then senpai kind of kind of cringeworthy but you know he he does you know root for her um and then Nagator has this great flip, but we find out she was out of bounds, and so they didn't count. And so by by uh, decision, discretion, whatever it was, Arihara won the match. Uh, but even so, it was great, because again, now we have the opposite, where now Senpai is cheering for her, and again, just the mutual uh, support that they have for each other is always nice to see, and um, the fire to be in her again because again she she quit judo and now for this the help of senpai for her to be like i'm gonna beat her next time and it's like yes like you know something that she clearly loved senpai was able to help her fall back in love with it you know and it's great it's awesome and again even orihara they don't make orihara the villain either where it's like orihara isn't like haha i beat you it's more so just like you know you know because even like when you know before the match she was like I hope we have a great bout. You're not going to beat me. And it's just like that, that like, uh, that, that competitiveness. It's just that, that genuine competitiveness and not again, like a villain, like you'll never beat me. I'm a thousand leagues above you or whatever, you know? Um, and then, and, and the Nagatoro, uh, wanted Senpai to give her a prize if she ever beats her. And he was like, Oh, you're just teasing me again. And she, and, and she with the straightest face was like, no, I'm not. And we have a beat. And then she runs away, right? And again, you know, Nagatoro, because again, if, if 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 anyone's gonna make the first move, it's Nagatoro, right? Um, and so for her to do something like that is like, ooh, okay, okay, maybe we're getting somewhere, maybe you know. Again, I don't know, you know, I, I'm reading the manga, so I'm I'm ahead of this, but I haven't. I mean, when was the last time I touched the manga? Probably last time I caught up was probably oof, a while ago. 
last year definitely so it's been at least a few months so again I, my memory's not the greatest either so i don't I don't really remember what happens in the month like in my head right now when i'm watching the show i'm like oh we have like three episodes left maybe maybe nagatoro like or senpai make a move and they get closer to being like an actual couple that'd be cool right um but yeah i love it you know because again last season she would have said something like that and been like ha, you thought you thought i'd really do that blah, blah blah but now we're in season two and it's like oh no i'm serious with the straightest face and it's like yes okay we're getting somewhere so good stuff next the biggest heartbreak of the season kubo won't let me be invisible still delayed again i believe it's until april but then i got more information oh guys strap in for this um what i heard and i didn't really look into it too much i was more so just looking at other people talking about it <laughs> so i didn't really read the facts but from what i understand it's gonna return in april but they're gonna restart the show from episode one so like they're not gonna just air episode seven in april they're gonna air episode one and then the next week episode two and then next week episode three so we're gonna have to wait we're already waiting over a month with no show and then we're gonna have to wait an extra almost two months beyond that for us to get back for us to get to episode seven which is a new episode it's like oh please don't do that i, I really hope i read that wrong because that is cruel and unusual punishment <laughs> to put us through that is awful again can't be mad at it you know can't be mad again it was, it, was, it was getting hit by covid so you know like i said earlier health and safety very important but it's like ah oh, really you know like oh, it's favorite show of the season and it's getting delayed so long so it's not even really delayed if that's true it's not even delayed until april it's delayed until may depending on the timing maybe even the top of june is when we'll get finally like new episodes again my heart is broken. <laughs> I hate it. Um, but you know, what are, What are we going to do? Next, we got Trigun Stampede, episode 9. Um, yeah, this was great. We're getting more of last episode, kind of a continuation of that. Um, and uh, yeah, we're kind of setting the stakes, I feel like, for this like end of the season. Um, so we're seeing that, uh, you know, when Nai was there talking about how these people over relied on the plants, um, you know, cause it's like, Hey, I am a plant. You're a plant too, Vash. Like they're, they're over relying on these things and that's not good. You know, we're kind of seeing the, like, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing knives, you know, millions of knives, his like, uh, more and more of his, his motivation for why he's doing what he's doing. Um, so I get it. I, I don't agree with it, but you know. You know, we we see why they're at odds with each other. Um, we also see a nice little backstory again. In that last episode, I think we saw how Vash got his signature red jacket. Now we're seeing how he got that gun, and it was Nye who gave Vash the gun in the beginning. You know, for like, oh, you're a, you love humans so much. You know, here, here here's a here's a primitive human tool for you to use and you know kill each other. You know, whatever, right? Um, and then we have a crazy moment where again this episode the last two episodes answering a lot of questions you know i like i like these episodes more than the previous ones before that because this one we're focusing more and more on 
Vash and his character and how he got to where he is. So the last couple episodes are answering a lot of questions. Um, the jacket, the gun, and now the arm. We see that um, he had like a weird black hole thing happening with his arm. And Nye cut off Vash's arm because if he didn't, all of Vash, uh, you know, we're assuming, <laughs> would have got sucked into the black hole. And Vash and, and, and Nye couldn't have that. Cut off his arm to save him. So now we see... We don't really see how he got the arm. Uh, I'm assuming it was Brad because when we see him going back to Brad um, or back to the ship, back home with Brad and, and Luida, um, you know, Brad kind of has an offhand comment where he's like, oh, every, you know, every time you come back, you're always the same or whatever. And so I imagine he always goes there. He goes there every so often for like tuning up the arm, I guess. Um, so now I'm assuming that Brad is the one who like made the arm for him. Um, so that's cool. That's some cool stuff. Um, and yeah, then we learn more and more about those people as well, like his family, right? Uh, you know, Luida and Brad were in cryo sleep because they find out that, oh, Vash is like, it's like a hundred years old or like a thousand years old or something crazy. And he's like, what? How is that possible? How are you still alive? And it's like, oh, we have cryo sleep. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, so Vash, Vash and I have been at this for a while. <laughs> And, you know, it makes sense because, like, maybe, you know, plants don't age the same way that humans do. So, you know, that's that's how they're kind of able to explain that. Um, so that's that's crazy. That You know, that was like a big a, a bomb that was dropped where it's like, oh, okay. Now we're starting to see the scale of this story. Um, the worm guy is here now. And he has this whole, again, he's, he's dropping bombs too. Where he's like, oh, Earth used to be a thing, but, you know, humans destroyed Earth because they, like, like sucked it dry basically and now they're here and now you know why are we at odds with each other you know why you know why would the worms side with the plants and it's like well who would benefit more from you know who would we benefit more from winning the plants who seem to want to restore everything or the humans who their last planet they destroyed it <laughs> why would we want you guys to win and like conquer be like the main force of this planet just so you can destroy this planet too that seems like an easy decision to me <laughs> and let me tell you he's making a lot of great points <laughs> i can't i can't say i hard disagree with them um but yeah so again i feel like this episode is really setting up really getting a lot of backstory but then also setting up what i feel like the last few episodes of the season are going to be um with probably like this huge battle with uh you know with uh i've seen his family again the worm guy is here Got millions of knives, hopefully making some moves. I'm sure we'll see him again at present time. Um, it's all kind of coming together as to why millions of knives has been doing what he's doing and also why, again, they've been fighting each other for so long. You know, Plants vs. Humans, where it's like, well, Vash, you are a plant. And he's like, yeah, but I've grown to love humans because of, you know, they've kind of sheltered me and become my new family after you killed <laughs> our only family. So, <clears throat> makes a lot of sense. Oh, why did that happen? Okay. Um, next, we have Inspector Season 2, Episode 8. Um, this was build up for another case. We have Otonashi Goichi. Uh, basically, a fox killed his wife. A <laughs> uh, fox killed his wife, and everything was great, right? His he, business was booming. His kids are doing great. His family's doing great, right? That was the whole point of it. Um, but. He feels guilty about it. Um, he feels guilty 
not really that he that he's killed his wife because that's what he wanted to happen but it was more so like he's using the supernatural yokai all that good stuff um to basically solve his problems and so he wants to teach his family his kids that you can't just rely on the supernatural to solve all your problems um it's teaching you the wrong lesson so i guess a sliver of him <laughs> does have some some morality even though you killed your wife <laughs> Not really a lot of morality in the act itself, but I guess in the, uh, you know, I guess having a conscience about it means that you're at least not a hundred percent a bad person. You're not completely evil, I guess. That's how we're spinning this. But, um, yeah. So, um, he has this, like, almost this, like, this, like, hunting game <laughs> where he's like, all right, we got a bunch of people. We got his first son, Susumu. We have the his daughter's husband, Koya, and we have his granddaughter, Rion. And he's all tasking them to come up with a good explanation as to how he killed his wife. I guess that's the, that's like sort of the thing. His like trying to come up with like an explanation as to why it happened and how it happened and all that stuff. Um, the sort of I guess throw that to the public is that the goal i guess um because again he's trying to like atone in a way for it and sort of like tell his kids like no i i killed the wife i i killed your mother whatever um and they all don't want to believe it but he's like no i did it and you guys have to come up with an explanation you guys have to investigate come up with an explanation as to why i did it this is sort of my last thing, I'm going to die. Well, well, no, he hasn't told them that, but he is going to die, I guess, right? He has, you know, I think he said he has some, like, disease or whatever. Um, and yeah, and then uh, uh, Kuroko is here to judge all the explanations. Um, and yeah, so that's that's kind of the setup for this new case. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm liking this. this. You know, this is cool. They're all able to, you know, they have until the next day. So they have close to 48 hours. Not Not quite, but they have all of this day and then most of the next day. Um, and yeah, they're, you know, they can all give Kotoko their explanations. They kind of talk stuff out with her, but the final explanation will be judged the next day and whoever has the best one will receive priority inheritance, basically. Um, so yeah, this, this, this is a cool setup. Um, it's a very interesting thing. You know, I feel like aside from the game, Kotoko is also doing her own little research and she's like, it's strange how much Otonashi like just comes to me and fully trust me like like there's there's something else going on here <laughs> like even in itself even for his own atonement for relying on the supernatural he's relying on the supernatural <laughs> you know it's a weird like paradoxing that's happening here so we'll see though again i'm i'm excited to see what the explanation they come up with i'm excited to see how each of one of them approaches it um yeah, and just, like, you know, also their, like, interactions with Kotoko is going to be fun. So, yeah, um, this is cool. It's definitely a cool, you know, little setup. Because, you know, I feel like that is all Inspector is, where it's, like, every two or three episodes we get a new situation. And how much you like the episode is completely dependent on how interesting the setup is for whatever the interaction is with these yokai and supernatural stuff. And I'm digging this one so far. Uh, next, Tokyo Revenger Season 2, Episode 8. Um, yeah, not too much to say. 
but I feel like a lot happened though, and we're oof. next episode is the episode. Um, I also didn't realize that Tokyo Avengers not two cores. It is only one season. I was on the assumption this whole time that we we're getting 24 episodes of this, so I was thinking like, how are how are they going to stretch this out? <laughs> but it turns out they don't have to. They only have about four episodes left. Um, so yeah, so some highlights here. Uh, Takamichi punched Taiju. That was a big moment. Not only because he made contact, but also because after he punched him, Taiju went down. He went down to a knee. Um, I feel like that was a mixture of just shock and also like Taiju might be running out of stamina, you know, because, I mean, he's nice, but like, he's still human, <laughs> you know, and he does have like a stab. Someone did stab his kidneys. So, you know, probably not, you know, probably not going to be here for forever, right? Um, so we have that. That was, you know, that was a nice moment. Oh, you know, also just like a nice shonen moment where it's like, oh, the main character landed a punch. It's crazy. Um, Hakai has joined the fight. We finally were able to get Hakai to join the fight. He's here. He's going to protect Yuzuha. He's going to do what he has to do against Taiju. And then uh, Hakai seems to have lost the fight. <laughs> um, he just gets destroyed by Taiju. Punches this man in the side of the head. Bounces his, his the other side of his head off the ground and just like pummels him. And so it's like, oof, Hakai not doing well. You join the fight and you've lost the fight immediately. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's the it's the thought that counts, right? You know, Hakai's here. He's finally able to be convinced to to go against Taiju, which is kind of the whole thing. And so that's that's really the key. You know, that's, that's like the win in that column at least. Um, we have a little bit of flashback here. We see that Kiski is the one who gave the knife to Yuzuha. Yuzuha who stabbed. So Kiski out here playing some weird 4D chess that I don't quite understand yet. Um, but yeah. And then basically we're all here. Everyone's here. It doesn't look good. <laughs> I'll be honest. It doesn't look good. Taiju and the other two lackeys are still here. They're still in relative health. Everyone else not doing well <laughs> at all. Um, the church is surrounded by about a hundred black dragons. So, yeah. It's not looking good. I don't really know how Takemichi and them could win. They're all pretty much running out of gas. Except, what's that I hear? <laughs> is that the sound of a very particular motor bike? A motor vehicle? It's Mikey. Mikey's here. And, uh, he's in full health, so that's good. And I, I just love how he comes up because he's just like, hey, what are what are you all doing here on this fine holiday? <laughs> the biggest cheese, you know, he's ever had in his life on his face. And it cuts. And at this point, I'm just like, Mikey's here. He's going to destroy these people. Um, but we don't know that, you know, and that's kind of where the predictions come in, where it's like. If it was Toman business. Mikey would just come, he'd come in here and be like, you're dying, and you're dying, and you're dying. And I'm calling up the rest of Toman, and we're going to get rid of all these other black dragons, and it's going to be the end for you. But, um, I think it was, uh, I think it was Mitsuya, who again kind of reiterates this great point, which is, we broke the truce. Like, we came here, we broke the truce. At this point... It's also not even really Toman business. It's more like family business. You know, so it's like with those two things, breaking the truce and it being leaning more on the on the family side and less on the Toman side, what's Mikey going to think about this? 
will he even feel like acting? Like, he wants to protect his people, of course, but it's like, what role is he going to play in this next episode, in episode 9? Like, what exactly is he going to do? I mean, I feel like he's going to chastise them. But I also don't feel like he's just going to let them die. He's just, he's not, like, I can't I can't imagine a world where he just sits there and is like, this isn't my fight. <laughs> you know? I mean, if he does do that, then we're going to get some nonsense, some, like, shonen nonsense where somehow Takamichi and them beat them. You know, because, you know, even with, you know, you know some of the steam that they have behind them right now, I just don't see them winning. Like, you know, unless we have some, like, shonen anime nonsense. Right? So... We'll see. I would love to see Mikey in action because, again, he's 100%. Like, I feel like he can, he, you know, he can win. But we'll see. And also who he brings. Like, did he bring Dragon? Like, is that is that why he's by himself? Because he, he told Dragon, hey, I have a feeling about something. Go get everyone and bring them here. So that'll be cool. I mean, again, we have 13 episodes, I believe. So we still have we're just, just past halfway. We still have seven whole episodes left. I mean, we've seen how much they can pack into each episode and how much they can stretch out. These, you know, you know, stretch this out. This isn't just a one-episode fight, but how much is it going to be, really? You know. And lastly, what we're all waiting for: Attack on Titan, final season, the final chapters, episode one of two. Hour-long special. Uh, this is one I kind of mentioned at the top, but this is something I wasn't expecting. Um, I'm sure if I was paying maybe more attention, I would have seen this. I'm sure they announced this somewhere, maybe. I don't know. I thought it was going to be like an actual season. You know, kind of like they did the previous part. Because <laughs> um, there is another part to this. Like, there's part three <laughs> airing in the fall. So it's like, the like naming conventions and like them breaking everything up. It's like, why not? <laughs> it's all marketing. <laughs> The last four seasons have been the final season. Like, come on now. Um, but it's, it's an hour-long special, so that was that was really cool. Um, and yeah, I'm, I assume we're getting part two next week. I assume they're not, I mean, I mean unless they're going to stretch it out in a weird way. So no, you got to wait a month. Um, but yeah, some some great stuff happened. I had, this was a great episode, you know. You know, this does really remind me, like, how much I enjoy Attack on Titan. It's like, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan. I'm not like, Attack on Titan's the best show ever. You know, like some people are, which I don't argue with that. But um, it really does make you remember, like, this is just a well-made show. Like, even if you don't like the show, you know, I feel like you have to recognize just how well-written this show is. Um, so, yeah. So, let's see. Um, we have the Colossal Titans. The rumbling is destroying everything. Like, innocents are dying. And I love that they really open up with that. And they see us on, like, the ground floor, on, like, street view. Like, all these people just, like, their lives are being ruined. Not ruined erased you know it's just like it's just going to show how, like aaron is stopping at nothing he's leaving nothing to chance um we have a great moment where armin tells any he basically tells any that he's not a good person you know he says i i i hate that term i hate it because i've done things too um we see a little bit of, a little bit of sparks between them that i didn't know about was this was this foreshadowed already? I, I guess it probably was. I just don't remember it because Attack on Titan is being stretched out over seventy five years. But uh, yeah, I I dug that. I was like, hey, okay, that's that's cool. Um, let's see. Uh, and then we're getting to pretty much the 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 meat of it. Um, they're trying to fly. They're using the plane. They're going to fly over to try to stop Aaron and them. Um, 
and Flock comes out of nowhere. Still Flock, man, the thorn in our side. <laughs> uh, he shot holes in the fuel tank before he died. And that was terrible. So now that's got them pressure because oh, no, the rumbling's already here. And so they were ready to go. Just got to fuel the tank ready to go. But now the fuel tank is done. So now they got to weld the fuel tank shut. And my favorite moment, my favorite scene, I guess, of the whole episode, the whole hour-long episode was Hanji. You know, so they're they're doing the fuel tank. They're like, oh, what's going to happen? They, we, we have to slow them down. You know, what, what are we going to do? Because if we don't slow them down, they're going to reach us. And we're not going to we're not going to make it. We're, we're not going to make it in the air. <laughs> you know, we're not going to make it off the ground. And so everything clicks for Hanji. And she's like, this is my time. This is it. And so she kind of goes over because, you know, everyone's volunteering. It's a classic shonen where it's like, I'll do it. No, I'll do it. No, I'll do it. And, and Hanji makes the great point of like, you, you, you're all idiots. <laughs> None of you are doing it. You're all titans. We need your titan ship to win against Eren. Like, if, if any of you die, then it's 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 a huge blow. And then, you know, Levi can't do it. He's 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 half a person right now. I mean, Levi, one of my favorite characters of the show, I feel like he's, I feel like that's not, like, interesting. <laughs> You know, I feel like Levi's one of everyone's favorite characters. Um, but, you know, you know, he can barely reach the, like, the, like, trigger on his, on his thing. You know, so he, what was he going to do? It has to be Hanji. And so she says, it's me. And, and she, she doesn't take no for an answer. I love that about her. She's like, I'm doing it. Armin, you're the next commander. Levi, this is my time. You better, you better do stuff. <laughs> you know? Don't, don't, don't try and stop me. I'm already getting giddy with, with, with how crazy my, my end's going to be. It's going to be awesome. Um, and it's great. And, and, you know, even them having that, that nice little conversation with each other is so nice because of all they've been through together. Um, and so for her to be like, this, this, I'm doing this, you know, it's like, oh man, it's so heartbreaking. It's, it's that thing where it's like, again, you, at least me. You know, you kind of forget how much you like the show and like and like how well written the show is and, and like and like how connected you are with these characters. Where like this is the moment where I was like, where it was it was really getting me, getting me right, you know, you know, right, you know, right, right in those feels. Um, and so uh, she goes, she goes in, she she goes crazy. Everyone's like, no, Hanji, don't do it. But she goes in and, and just and just the action sequence here of her going in and in and out, doing all these different moves, you know, throwing the missiles, you know, getting them in the neck, you know, knocking them in the feet. So they fall over, they're off, other Colossal just stepping on them, you know, fall, you know, falling over, like, like, like really, you know, really clogging them up, you know, stopping them, you know, and then the music that was playing, I don't know what song it was, but the music that was playing was hype. And that's, and that's all it was. There was no dialogue. There's no nothing. It was just the music playing, which was playing perfectly to the action. That was perfect. It was awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, they're able to get through. They fly away and everything. And she goes out in a blaze of glory, literally. You know, I know it's like a saying, but she, she the, the most literal interpretation of that phrase, she did it. Because she literally like, caught on fire. Um, she was giving it everything. She literally she literally gave her life to it. Um, to, to, you know, stopping them, slowing them down enough so that everyone else can get off the island and, and make it to Aaron. And then you just cut back to inside the plane and everyone is just distraught. And it's just like, oh, you got me, you know, it's just like the end of Hanji. Like, like, this is really the end. Like, like people are dying, you know, people are dying like crazy. 
and again, you know, Attack on Titan throughout the whole show has never been shy about killing people, but damn, to see her go out like that, and then for us to, I think this is the first time we've ever seen something like this, for us to see her in the afterlife, question mark, where like, you know, where everyone's there, and she's like, oh, I guess I'm dead, <laughs> and like wanted to catch on being like, you, you made me commander, and all the stuff I had to deal with, you know, you know, kind of throwing it back in his face, that was, that was funny, um, yeah, that was that was very. I wasn't expecting to see that about like the afterlife, you know, because you know we've seen some like weird like magic stuff in the show, obviously, but like for us to see her there, I was like, oh, that's because like when she woke up, I was like, she's alive, <laughs> and then all the, all the dead people were there. I was like, oh, she's she's dead. No, she's dead. Okay, but that was that that was my favorite scene in the whole episode. Just her her going off and just just laying waste, you know, and like knowing it's her final moments for her to give it that, you know that like extra effort and just like ah oh, it was so good um and then uh we have some of the magic stuff i was mentioning aaron won't stop the rumblings and leave the island's future up to chance he refuses you know because even they're like oh no it'll, it'll it'll stop like all the all the all the chaos that you've caused up until this point like probably for for hundreds of years no one will be able to touch the island and he's like not long enough not long enough there no one is ever hurting my people ever again i'm i'm killing every single one of them basically um you know and it's great you know you know because even they're like well why'd you bring us here what what, what was the point and <laughs> it's a, a really stupid line but i love it where he's like i i came here to discuss how there's nothing to discuss basically <laughs> If if you want to if if you want to stop this, you have to kill me. <laughs> Just like, uh, all right, Aaron, all right, cool, thanks, man. But it's like it, it's true, you know. And and I I love that because it is obviously very frustrating, right? Because you're like, no, we have to we have to stop him, right? But I do like that he said that because that that ends that line of communication where he's like. I want to end that hope right now. I don't want you guys to keep going through and being like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe we can talk to him. You know, maybe we can convince him. Maybe we can do this. No, I'm bringing you guys here in my own little world to tell you nothing you say to me is going to stop me. You have to kill me. If you don't kill me, I'm, I'm, I'm going through with this. The only way to stop this is to stop me. It's funny because, you know, that that is brought upon a few times. Um, the one I'll mention is with Mikasa where she's talking to Annie and you know she tells Annie that's like I'm not gonna kill him I'm gonna stop him I'm gonna bring him back here I'm not gonna kill him though and then we get to this moment where it's like you'll have to kill me <laughs> it's like okay all all the cards are on the table now you know um and then we we we, we drop to pretty much the end where the airdrops are dropping bombs on Aaron's army uh they don't care though because then you know, Aaron summons the Beast Titan and he throws the rocks at all the airships, destroys all the airships. So they're done. <laughs> your your hope is gone, humans. Um, and just the fact that he can summon the Beast Titan like that is like crazy. I mean, he's the founding Titan at this point, right? So he can just have the Beast Titan at, at will, right? Um, pr pretty unstoppable, I'll be honest. Um, and then Armin's crew is here. Armin's crew dropped out of the plane. A few of them are turning into the Titans, right? Armor Titan, the the what was the other one? The like 
the cart titan or something <laughs> i don't know what the other one was called um so they're here this is it's the battle like we're here guys like this, this is the final i don't know this is, i mean this can't be the final battle because we have another season <laughs> you know so like but um we're doing it like they're they're here confrontation um Raynar tackled the beast titan so he's kind of trying to take care of him right now and armin has a great line where he's like in what way are you free and then the episode cuts and it's just like oh okay what way are you free and now there's interpretations of that right where it's like what is armin saying you know is he just saying that's like you know you're not free we're, we're still here to stop you um, you know, you know, does he still feel like he's maybe a slave to his own devices? You know, with him being the founding titan, feeling like, you know, you feel like you're free, but you are, you are bound by, you know, this, uh, this like quest that you have, right? You're, you, you, you know, you think you're doing this on a free will, but, but you are really shackled by it, you know, killing all the people you love, right? It's destroying the world, you know, is, is, you know, cracking the earth in twain, <laughs> worth it you know uh, i don't know but it, it, it's great you know because it's like next episode is gonna be crazy i mean i mean this episode was crazy but next episode when they're actually fighting and we you know we're, we're trying to see what their plan is to stop aaron like we've seen aaron's powers at this point with again the founding titan and all that good stuff so i, I don't know what they have on him but and, and also them being friends too where it's they grew up together and still i feel like the the hesitancy of wanting to kill each other but then that like ultimatum that Aaron put where he was like it is black and white like you kill me or you lose like like that is it <laughs> there is there is there is no third option I'm sorry like it, it doesn't exist and so it's like okay all right we'll see but we're, we're here and Taka Titan's back for two weeks at least <laughs> and so I'm 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 excited about it you know I'm, I'm, more, I'm more excited than I thought I was going to be. So, yeah. And just sh another shout out to, you know, poor Rienne. Another shout out to Hanji for her just giving, literally giving her life, you know, giving it all so that Armin and co. can actually have this confrontation, this opportunity to to succeed. So, yeah. Awesome. And that is it. That is the show this week. Um, great stuff. Still some delays, recap episode, not too happy about that, but otherwise, good stuff, we're, we're winding down, um, even though we just got introduced to Attack on Titan, but uh, we are winding down, we are coming to the conclusion of all these shows, only a few weeks left, for the most part, um, I'm excited about that, I, th I think I mentioned it last episode, but I'm excited for the next season, you know, you know, this, the, you know, there's like a few weeks left, you always get that like, little like, excitement, in the back of your mind about like oh man next season all these there's so many new shows we get to watch soon um i'm also very excited to do another uh preview episode of what would this be this be spring spring 2023 probably do that in the next couple weeks just wait till it gets a little closer um but yeah awesome stuff let me know what you guys thought i'm sure a lot of people are the front of their minds right now the show is attack and titan so i'm sure <laughs> that's what everyone wants to mention so let me know what you thought of attack and titan i guess and everything else too but you know what you thought of the hour-long episode um what, what was your favorite moment mine was hanji uh, but also like predictions about about how this battle is going to go because they're here like again i we have a whole other season so i don't know if 
don't know what the season's going to look like. I don't know if it's already been like confirmed if it's going to be actually like a 12 episode season or going to do more specials or if it's going to be a movie. Uh, I have no idea, but I'm pretty sure next part is the last part. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll, we'll see though. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, until next time, watch more anime. Mm-hmm.